Hey, this is Susan Green. Howdy, everybody. This is Colter Fleming. And welcome to the Backstage Travel Podcast. Your audio sounds a lot better. Good. I put this. Look. You see that, Colter? Slower. Yeah, right there. Right. How, am I, how, how am I uh, coming through today? Your, your audio is always perfect. And I okay. don't mean that to bash on my mom. But. <laughs> she was like, nice mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Coulter sounds amazing. And I was like, whatever. Well, it's cause she, she's wasn't close to the mic. I don't think last time. Yeah. So I don't I know if over, I could sit closer. <laughs> yeah. So I, when I went over, I told her speak directly into the mic, stop moving around so much. I know that's how you speak. A lot of it is your audience can't see you. So yeah. And then we adjusted some of her uh, settings. Look at how clean my back of my room is. Look at that. I put all my art oh, together. I love it. Look at that. <laughs> Stu! <laughs> Stu, how do you say your last name? Lukes. Lukes. Hey, Stu, this is my daughter, Mackenzie. Hi. Mackenzie, how are you? How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Guess what Stu likes, Kenzie? What? He likes fish music. Yeah, I get to watch fish and I get to text with Stu. I don't understand how you don't like them. It's not like they're even, I mean. Off key? What's wrong okay. with that? <laughs> they sing off key. Have you yeah, listened? To I mean, that? and if you were high, you wouldn't care. It's it's oh, the vibe of it. It's high, very I don't relaxed. Get high. Right. <laughs> but it's the thing is they're very relaxed, and it's just it's a more intimate experience. I'll say this: I like them as people. I think they're fun. I think they're authentic. I just am like, <laughs> like I'm like, hey, I could start a band. Yeah, I mean... A lot of noodle. Yeah. There's a lot of noodling involved. Mm. Mackenzie has a beautiful voice. She does. She didn't get it for me. Because of you guys, I've been messing around with my garage band some more, and I wrote a song. Is that going to be the theme song for the podcast? Oh, no, I've already created that. You will not hear my voice on that podcast. (laughs) We did at the the end. end, No, we have a really cheesy theme song and a cheesy icon, or what is it called? A logo. Cause that's how I roll. Is it like the somebody feed Phil? What's that? Oh, you got to watch it on Netflix. The, it's like Phil Rosenberg. He's the creator of everybody loves Raymond. Oh, I love that show. And he goes, it's, it's a great travel show and, and foodie show. And he goes around all over the world and it's, it's, it's kind of like off of the Anthony Bourdain style, except yeah. he's not a chef. He's just a Jew that loves to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, I'm going to have to find that. Somebody feed Phil. That's awesome. And so he goes to restaurants and just eats. He goes to Michelin star. He goes to the dive joints that everybody needs to know about in all sorts of locations. He goes and visits amazing chefs and he, he and he goes deep into it too, like go into the culture and he'll just go walk around and eat. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, there's a place here, if you ever come back, it's called Chino Bendinos. Oh my God, it's right down the street from me. So good. So it's it's Mexican-Asian. It's a dive. It's been on the drive-in, dive, what? Liners, drives-ins, and dives. Mm-hmm. It is wow. so good. I could eat there today. Are you seriously going to do your makeup while we're doing this? <laughs> oh my God, I love you. I'll be on mute. <laughs> I thought we already started. Some of this, some of oh, this is, uh, is, is going to make the tape. I'm telling you. I, yeah, I have, oh, honey, God. I got some under, <laughs> I, need some of that. 
I've got my guy, my guy liner on. My daughter is totally a mini me, and yet she is adopted, which doesn't change anything, but she is oh. totally me. I look like her, though. Except that she loves to put on makeup, and I'm like, eh. Where are you going, Mackenzie? Yeah, where are you going? I have to drop off business cards to my grandparents, but I'm not going to see them. Oh, they won't let you come in? Probably not, no. No. <laughs> they won't see me well, till tomorrow, because that's 14 days after I got back from Can- uh, Cabo. Well, yeah. So, it's L- Luch. Luke's. 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 Sorry. I'm terrible with spelling too. That was, that was close. That was close. Oh, suck. Maybe Luke's. Stu should just introduce himself. <laughs> I'm happy to I mean, <laughs> we'll just go, we'll just go straight hey, to the source. I, I mean, you only, you only have five letters. I, I really should not be getting this wrong. Let's try it again. Where's it? Where's Luke's. your name from? Luke's? What's Luke's? Luke's. So it's from Eastern Europe. It, it, it originated coming over through Ellis Island as Luxin. Ooh. And then drunk it down and told you, you are Luke's. That's kind of cool. So you can trace your family history yeah. back, you know, literally coming to Ellis Island? I think so. Oh, you haven't gone there and seen it? Nah. <laughs> I don't live in the past. I don't live oh, in the past. History. History. That whatever. was one of my major in college. No problem. That's very cool, though. Do you know where in Eastern Europe? Because that's kind of a vague answer. Uh, the eastern part of e- <laughs> Mongolia, <laughs> more, more of the eastern side of, of the Europe eastern <laughs> the Mississippi. So, where did you grow up? I grew up in Rockville, Maryland. Okay, isn't there a song by REM that says "Going Back to Rockville"? Actually, my theme song. Oh no way! <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love that song. <laughs> Don't, Don't go, go back, back to Rockville. To Rockville. Yes, that, that is my. See, I sound just like Fitz. I I could have a band. I mean, I'm telling you. Did you go to college? mm -hmm. I did. I went to the University of Tampa. Ooh, you went to Florida. Yeah. I say I retired at the age of 18 when I moved down (laughs) to Florida. (laughs) That's funny. Although Tampa's not as much of a retirement, I would guess, as the rest of Florida, right? Um, correct. But just just outside of it, yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so true. That is so true. I do have people. I've eaten at Burns Steakhouse in Tampa. That is yummy. I ate there on my 19th birthday. My sister came down mm. to me and she took me out there. And then she wanted to take me to Mons Venus, which was the rated the number one strip club in the USA. <laughs> awesome. Around. What a good sister. <laughs> Pretty cool sister. And then I was like, yeah, this might be awkward. <laughs> yeah, that is true with your sister. It's her idea, huh? A little bit. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was into it. I'm like, yeah. My sister showed me how to roll a joint, so I guess that's a little bit different. I taught that to my sister. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. well, my sisters are seven and eight years older. So my sister's like, yeah, this is so cool. Yeah, this is, I was like, whatever you do, whatever. Oh, yeah, you're so amazing. You're so great, you know. She could have taken me to a strip joint. I would have been like, awesome. (laughs) Awesome, who knows? So, So you go to school there. What'd you study? Uh, what didn't I study? Um, kind of went through the gamut of opportunities and actually wound up taking a, a semester off. And actually yesterday would have been the 19th anniversary of this trip that I took. I took a semester off and did a an outward bound program. Yeah. I think you told me about this. Costa Rica, right? Costa Rica, Panama, and Ecuador. Oh my gosh. So what made you decide to do that? Um, 
my, my grandfather passed away and I was kind of just fed up with the world and really hated school, like the traditional school experience. And I just wanted to see more of the world and learn deeper understanding of the world. And it was probably one of the most amazing transformational experiences of my life was going through that night. It was a 90 day program. I turned 21 wow. on this program. Wow. Was it, was it through the college at all, or was it sort of separate? It was totally separate. However, they did, if you were studying certain things, like there was somebody that was studying uh, anthropology, he was able to get mm. credit through it, but he had to like write papers on it. I didn't have to do any of that. I just had to go and explore and, and experience. And Did you live in tents? So it was, it's outward bound, which is an experiential outdoor learning, like yeah, yeah. You a rock like, and you smear it in with yeah. a rock, and, and and it's all natural, sustainable type of. Type mm. of so you're you're off the grid for ninety days. Hundred percent. Um, oh, did you get awesome. eaten by mosquitoes? Because that would piss me off. You know, they actually liked the one Canadian that was on the trip with. Them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I learned something. I said this to Coulter. I learned something this week because my husband's now into this crazy show called naked and afraid have you oh, seen this for sure love it i know people you know people who've done it wait you win five thousand dollars that's it that's bullshit no 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 i have no idea you win a million like there no 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 no. i was like okay so we have to watch this right so there's this couple in florida they're near alligators they're on like the swamps a not going there and she gets so many mosquito bites. She's like, I got mosquito bites up our hoo-ha. Mm-hmm. And um, she gets really sick and starts throwing up and stuff like that. And the guy was actually nice to her because sometimes the guy's a total jerk. He's like, yeah, deal with it. And I was like, why aren't they smearing mud? I've watched enough. And so the the voiceover guy comes in and goes, Sally had to leave because she had she was not feeling well. And the mosquitoes are drawn to the lactic acid in her sweat. And I went... Oh, because I've been told that I get eaten by mosquitoes because I'm type O and they like my smell, which sounds terrible, but I sweat a lot. And so, especially in menopause. And so they're like, oh, sweating draws in, I guess you release lactic acid. And that's why I get mosquito bites. I get 50 times more than Dan. If there's a mosquito within five miles, I, it will bite me. It's because you're sweet. Oh, you're so nice. No, it pisses me off and it really bothers me. So like Dan wants to go to Amazon. He wants to go all these places. I go, that's for your next wife. Love you. I I loved it. It opened my eyes. I'm more of the, like, if I'm going to go traveling, I'm going to really want to go in out there. I'm not much of the like big resort, resort kind of guy. You know me, I go to Fiji all the, as well, not really anymore, but I I used to be all the time. You can rent a private island with a jet. I just found that out. That's how you can get there. Well, yeah, take, that's over, the, take over Kokomo and that's it. Get, and get a jet and we're good to go. That's it. It's that easy. Well, after we play our episode and we make a billion dollars, we'll go next month. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> you're on, you're on my first flight. <laughs> so, so Stu, Stu, would you say, would you say that that experience sort of led you to get into, to travel? Like, like connect the dots for me to, you know, getting into the travel business. Yeah, totally. So that kind of gave me the understanding of what it takes to do things in life. Okay. It really made me like realize like I'm going to chase my passions in life. I'm not just going to go get a job. 
I'm going to, I'm going to get a job with a purpose for me, who I am and what I enjoy to do. So I'm going to make that job, tie all of that together and do that and get paid for it. So, um, I graduated college. Woo-hoo! That's an accomplishment. It is. It is. <laughs> I know it took me five years. So yeah, it took me five and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I had, I had about 12 majors. I started as a radio DJ physics. I did. I ended with history. My dad's like, just graduate, get right? done. <laughs> That's awesome. So you graduate from college, and what's the first job you do? Um, I was big into music through college. Went to tons of music festivals, worked for promoters in in the Tampa, Florida area, and made me realize that I can do really whatever I wanted to do. Like it was me that was making myself climb that that t- almost twenty thousand foot mountain in in the Andes of Ecuador. Um, so I I. W- went into music. I actually went and got another degree. I got an associates of science degree at a school called full sale, AKA full scam. Uh Oh, (laughs) my daughter just said she wanted to go there. Full scam. How funny full sale. Okay. What is, what was the whole purpose of this college? I gained a degree in show production and touring. We basically studied how to put on a live production, live performance from the ground up. From having an empty building, running sound, running lighting, setting it all up, setting stages right. up, all and of it. And were, were you a musician yourself, or like, or like, what what drew you to that? No, so I can sit. I always say that I push play. Got it. I don't play. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one that pushes play. My husband says he plays the radio. Yeah, exactly. I play all the <laughs> CDs. I play. I play all the music, but I, I never was able to play for some reason. I tried taking mm. guitar classes in school and all of my roommates and all of my like good dear friends are musicians and they're really talented at playing. I could pick up a bongo and keep the beat with them. But as far as picking up a guitar or any of that, not a chance. Yeah. It it sounded like, it sounded more like fish. (laughs) Now, can you tell us who you did this managing with? Like, is there anyone that we would know? Lucky enough, I, I had a lot of friends and a lot of that business is who you know. Sure but at least is. I went yes. through this program that taught me how to how to professionally break equipment. So <laughs> I was scared about going onto the road uh, and, and putting my hands on something and breaking a five hundred thousand oh dollar piece of equipment. Wow. <clears throat> I actually started tour managing right out of right out of school. So I finished that program. And went on the road as a tour manager for a small opening act. Um, they were signed by a by a record record label called Jive Records, which you know Britney Spears was on Jive Records. A lot of those big big yeah. names were on it for a while. Uh, I want to say it's part of Sony, which RCA kind of took. Mm. I don't even know where it is anymore yeah. in this world because I don't really follow the music industry anymore. Yeah, that that was an amazing experience. How long did you do that for? Uh, about three years, three and a half years. And so that's kind of where the travel. Right, right. On the road daily. I traveled the lower 48. Were you like living in a van or did you guys have like a tour bus? What was that like? You know, we were in a van in a trailer. So okay, down by the river. Exactly. <laughs> Many nights down by the river. You got to like those people. If you're sitting in a van, that is, that is commitment. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of fights. It came came to knuckles a handful of time, but you know, like we opened for some pretty, pretty big names and it put me into some pretty big buildings and in these amazing venues that dreamt of doing. At one point in time, I was in the crowd. Now I was behind everything backstage. What what made you get out of it, Stu? 
I moved to LA and I kind of enjoyed the LA life. I enjoyed waking up and going surfing and going on hikes. And my sister lived in LA. So that was a little bit easier. Was she still trying to get you to go to strip clubs? I think she had grown past that. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm sure LA had some better ones. I mean, they've got plastic. Well, they've got plastic surgery in LA. So they're probably better strip clubs than Florida. She was into other LA things. (laughs) By then she was drinking tea, doing yoga, like everybody else in LA. (laughs) A girlfriend of mine wanted to start a 40 year old strip club. No, I can't remember the name of it. It was like hose that goes or something. We're like, there's gotta be a group of guys that want to see women in their forties and fifties. Right. Yeah. And we even had t-shirts made and everything. Wow. (laughs) You look like she wants to chime in on this one. She's like, mom, no, I would never do that. But we were like, we, you know, you get slapstick sometimes when you work all day and you're like, there's gotta be something for us. We can't be as women out of the race when we get out of the twenties. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyhow, so you moved to LA, you want to go in your surfer. You love this whole travel idea. And what starts? I got out of, I got off of the road and was looking for jobs and uh, talking to a friend of mine who is a private jet broker he was like, ah, I just, Stu, I just, uh, I just met with this one company. It's exactly you. You know, you got to go and do this. You got to at least go and meet with them. And it was a travel agency that only booked fans on tour. Oh, wow. I booked all of our travel when, when not sleeping in the van, we were sleeping in a hotel. So I would have booked that for our, our small traveling party. Right. Um, and, and understanding the logistics, all of that, because there's a lot of movements I, I was able to really just slide right in and I had to learn the GDS systems, their their systems on how they run the tours on their end and how they communicate that with the tour managers. Oh. Uh, so I, I was easy to kind of carry the, the world. Totally connects. Yeah, that connects. I, I, I already had some contacts with tour managers, wow. so I was able to bring them more business. And even some of their existing tour managers I had met and known for, for a couple of years. So it, it, it was a perfect little fit for me. And that kind of got, that got me into the travel industry. Of course. By the way, side note, I'm totally going to be ADHD here. On your bookcase behind you, there's something that, is it say made in Taiwan? Texas. Oh, okay. I can't read it. And I've always wondered. Taiwan or Texas? <laughs> well, that's a little different. I'm like, made in Taiwan. You carry that on your bookcase. I'm like, it's that- actually a uh, pie company that ships out eyes in those. So I, I <gasps> kept it because it's got made in Texas on that side. And then, you know, you ought to thank your lucky stars that, you know, you were born in Texas or something like that on it. So did you, just, did you actually eat the pie? Yeah, probably like a while ago. Oh, you know, Coulter only eats rabbit food and kombucha. I'm not going to lie, Coulter. When I first looked at like at your background, the leather backpack, I thought was a, uh, a saddle, a saddle. <laughs> because it's got the hat on top. Right. <laughs> like it was at first glance. I was like, what is that? It was like, oh, it's not a saddle. Oh. That's our catch all right there. Yeah. But I tease him every day because he eats really well. He'll go and he'll go eat dinner. And he's like, yeah, I'm having salad and water and kombucha. And I'm usually having yummy food. I'm, so I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a recovering fat kid. What can I say? You, you are know? Not. I'm, I'm a striving fat kid. No, he's 
<laughs> and he works out twice a day, right? Twice a day. I know. I know. I need to it's hard in LA though, because you'll go to something and nobody eats. They'll order a little bit of sushi or a little bit of salad and people will just have like a couple drinks and that's it. Like it's gotta be tough. Well, it's more of an, it's more of a liquid diet in LA. Right. Oh you mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm a recovering skinny kid that um, has asthma and took steroids for 30 years and not the fun kind of steroids, not the yeah, steroids. So so, Stu, Stu, tell us. Coulter will always bring us back. He's always the focus. I'm the bring it back like, You're like the true north of the, you're the true north of Compass. Yeah, yeah. so tell us, <laughs> tell us what you're doing and, and what you're doing now. And, you know, tell yeah. us a little bit about, you know, how we all, how we all. Yeah, met. yeah, like, totally. Get us so there. just to connect it all, I had that travel agency and then I realized I wanted to, I wanted to go for the hotel stuff very difficult. It wound up being pretty difficult to find a hotel position. Uh, I, I interviewed with Marriott's and, and this and that. And then again, back to like me chasing my passions, mm-hmm. talking about a brick building, really a passion of mine. Right. That's not what I was getting in. That's not what I wanted to get myself into just for a job. I really wanted that unique experiential and outdoors and nature and searching through the internet. I found this company that, that had these properties that I I didn't, uh, or I didn't know they existed. So it, it was wonderful. And that was a hotel representation company consulted on sales. They actually did a lot more. They, they consulted with property owners and helped them build hospitality companies from the ground up. That's a cool idea. Yeah, very much so. Very smart people. They, you know, they they have hospitality all throughout their background. And they actually worked with one property called Dunton Hot Springs, which is outside of Telluride, Colorado, in the middle. And it's an old mining village from the 1800s. So there's so much beautiful history. And the owners of this property actually went through like a a multi, multi, multi multi-million dollar restoration to bring it up to a very more modern, but still very, very historic place of where it is right now. Um, And it's a hot springs property. So it's got natural hot springs. So I saw what they were doing. I got this job and I found it online and it was amazing. And that really got me into the sales world of these unique boutique hotels. So I do have a whole business idea based around what we're talking about. Ooh. I've yet to launch it and I'm just waiting for the right opportunity, which is probably coming up pretty soon. Awesome. But then tying into how, how we all have, have met and everything. So yeah. working for that other representation company, they also had the Jean-Michel Cousteau resort in Fiji. Yes. So that got me into the Fiji world. Gotcha. That type of product and that country speaks to my heart because I love the tropics and I'm a diver. I scuba dive, I fish. I, I love those villages and the feeling of the villages. When we talk about the type of travel that I like to do, I would go to these places, but I would want to be the guy right. staying in the village. I don't need the fancy hotels. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with them. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I was going to say, I like the fancy hotels. I just want to go meet the people in the village, but I do want someone to bring me my well, food. Well, you know, Stuart <laughs> was inspired by his Outward Bound experience, you know? That's true. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So that's sort of led his path and and was, it sounds like it's very transformative. Oh, big time. Okay. So you guys met at a meeting about Fiji. That's how I met you. Yeah. So we met through Coulter, you and I, Susan. Um, and, yeah. and, and doing a, a Fiji type of talk that we did. Happy hour. Happy hour. Exactly. Like one of the first happy hours of COVID, I would say. 
Back when COVID was cool. <laughs> Back when COVID was cool. That should be a name of a song. It was the up and coming virus. Now it is just the virus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're calling it now uh, Flovid, right? Which is flu COVID. Wouldn't that be Fluvid? Flu- well, I don't remember what it was. I oh, wasn't okay. totally well, fine. listening on the news. <laughs> It sucks and it cuts. Flovid <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> sounds like something a drain would do. Like that's true. Or medication. Yeah. Are you are you feeling stuffed up? <laughs> Take some Flovid. <laughs> my, my my fall and winter is going to be really rough. Let's take some Flovid. <laughs> Here's the new flu shot. It's called Flovid. Yeah. yeah um, and, and I I actually, in March of 2019, I started my own company doing yeah. exactly what I was doing for that other representation company. Since I had such a background in Fiji, right. working with that the Cousteau Resort for four years, I was asked if I wanted the opportunity to maybe go off on my own and start my own hotel sales representation company. And that was through a new property based in Fiji called Kokomo private Island. Nice. Cool. It's only, yeah, it's three years old. I didn't realize it was that new. Yeah. You'll, you'll see it. It sparkles. It's oh, so new. I have to go see it. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> I, I was brought this opportunity and Woo-hoo! I thought, you know, timing was right. And I, I was ready to do something and go off on my own and, I'm always up for challenges and taking taking chances. And 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 again, back to the outward bound, it was me that was the one that was going to be able to take these chan- chances and follow through with them. Nobody else was going to do it for me. I had to do right. it. I was given the opportunity by someone else, but I had to then go for Can it. Can you t- teach my children this, please? <laughs> I, have, I have a couple kids. Well, my daughter, who's on here is doing a really good job with it. But I have a couple kids that need to know that all we can do is give you opportunity. What you do with it you get is what, in your hands. You get what you put into it. It is so true. Yeah. Even during COVID, I'll be honest, We Coulter and I talk about this all the time. I mean, yes, it's hard, but it's like there is opportunity here. There is opportunity to book. People are booking. I'm booking trips right now to Fiji. I certainly hope it's open by March of 21. But if not, we have insurance. But I'm like, people want to travel. So there is opportunity. We just have to find them. They want people who know or have a passion like you do to sell and to talk about it. They don't want just, and what's your credit card number? And I don't really care. And I'm going to make money. They want people that have a heart and a passion for what they're doing. And I think that's amazing. It definitely, when I first saw you outside the fact that you did have the virtual background and it was very difficult, you had, um, you had the, one of the restaurants of Kokomo on the background, if I remember correctly. I remember that. That was awesome. I have a good memory. Sometimes that day was like rotating background day. And we were, playing, it was. we're, we're going to play the where's, where's Stu, where's you guys sent me like a dozen backgrounds and I switched through all of them. So Stu, give us, give us your elevator pitch on your, on your company, on what you do, what the Luke's group does. So the Luke's group is a consulting sales uh, representation company that really sell properties that I'm personally attached to and, and passionately attached to. So I will, passionately sell product. Uh, I'm not going to just take on any old hotel because they're willing to pay me. I really have to be passionate about that product and it will come across. I, I like to bring people down to where this property is and really give them an experience through a presentation. So I love I love getting reactions of oohs and ahs because it's really taking them there. Uh, so it is a very handheld type of education. So I, I, I pretty much consider myself an educator 
of these unique boutique experiences. Can you do the whole experience? Like, can you, you're connected with airplane and excursions and stuff like that. That would be more of an operator. I I know the product and I know the, the process because of my background. I was on the other side of booking travel. So I understand you need a you need right. a plane ticket to get to point A and then point A to yeah, point B. Yeah. So yeah. So that's awesome. That's um, great. And, and growing the Luke's group out, you know, I've kind of to start off, I, I've really hammered down the South Pacific, kind of be that like go to person for the South Pacific. I I do have a tour operator that is based in Australia that is capable of the whole South Pacific for travel agents and travelers. So they can do Tahiti, they can do Fiji, they can do Australia. So so Stu, is, is Fiji your favorite place to travel? Like, do you have a favorite place that you've favorite been? Favorite place I've been? I, at this stage, I would probably say Fiji. Uh, Fiji, Costa Rica. Is there like a certain part of Fiji? Uh, the remote places of Fiji. Yeah. Um, no, okay, yeah. so Savu Savu, which is where the Jean-Michel Cousteau Resort is. That is paradise. Oh, it's a, so it's the Northern Islands. You like that? It, I, you know, I, I like Fiji. I, I love where Kokomo is because it's so mm-hmm. remote and you really yeah. do feel like you're, you're at the end of the world. And Kokomo is luxury at its finest. Boom. You got me sold. It's not the marble tops. It's not that kind of right. European style right. luxury that most people equate to the luxury. It is that barefoot down to earth mm. luxury. And that's, yeah. And that's also, that's part of Fiji is Fiji is that down to earthness. It's, it's the communal it's, it's you part, you feel like you're part of a community. Whereas I feel like some other Island nations, maybe Maldives, Seychelles and, and Tahiti places like that, you don't feel that connection I think Tahiti, the main island, is more like that than any of the other parts, but I would agree with you. I would agree. That's like the yeah. Disney World of Tahiti. Where yeah, Fiji, it's yeah. like everywhere you're going, throughout the 333 yeah. islands of Fiji, you're going to feel a deep connection because once you see a smile from a Fijian yeah. and you hear the word bula coming yeah. out of everybody's yeah. mouth. Bula! Oh, you, yeah. it's, like, it's like getting hugged by the whole nation. That's so cool. So that part, that that area, like up north, called yeah. Savu, where yeah. Namalai is and yep. Jamaica, Fiji considers that to be the hidden paradise yeah. of Fiji. It looks stunning. It is. It is. It's tropical. It's beautiful. Like people there are, are just amazing human beings, and and it, it is the second largest island in Fiji. So you've got a lot of places right. to go and explore. There's still so many more parts of Fiji that I want to go to. And how how many times have you been, Stu? Um, six or seven. Okay. Wow. Now here's a question. Is there a place in the world, doesn't have to be Fiji, that you want to go that you haven't gone? Um, I am dying to go to Raja Ampat. Okay. That's where, awesome. Where I, in the world is that? I was like, no. Hold on. I got to Google that's this. That's where I'd be like with my clients going, awesome. I love that. And I'd be like, Google. Raja Ampat. <laughs> Indonesia. Ooh, yep. that sounds hot and sticky. It's that's that's what. <laughs> see. I immediately go for the bugs. Um, okay, so you want to go to Indonesia? What draws you to that? Bugs. It's part of the coral triangle. So I did say oh. it is the the most nutrient dense water in the world. If you're a diver, that's where you got to go. Wow. I bet my husband wants to go there. I'm a dive widow, which means I don't dive, and I so that's why I want a nice resort because he's gone. 
He's bye-bye. Yeah, there's a there is a resort there that I'm dying to check out, hopefully one one day work with. It's called Missoul, M-I-S-O-O-L. And they do a lot of sustainability and environmental education of, to the natives and, and to the locals and, and their awesome. local villages and communities on on overfishing and shark oh. shark and that's you awesome. know, killing them and so they teach them all about the the ecosystems and all of that and oh, yeah. i love that um yeah. i'll have to talk to you because we're going to do some uh, we're going to do some dive trips i want you to do be a part of so go so ahead Stu, Coulter. Stu, i'll let you talk now oh sorry i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say so so Stu, bring us up to date on what you've been up to you know through through covid how how has your quarantine been i know in la my like my la friends they take quarantining very seriously. Like they don't mess around. Like, like last week we had some friends down here. Um, it's funny. They, so uh, some friends of mine who live in like the Hollywood area. Is that really considered like coming down here? Well, okay. So here's the thing, right? So because <laughs> they, they, these two, these two sisters, um, live next door to some friends of mine who are roommates and they're the ones who do the podcast, uh, right. Susan. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. martini yeah. scale pod. Yes. You've got, um, it's a great podcast. We'll totally plug yeah, you. Yeah, you've got you've got Natalie and Lena, and the two sisters, uh, Ashley and Lindsay, live you know next door to them. And so instead of taking their like amazing trip that they take every year, they decided to get a house down in Balboa for like the next nine months and just commute back and forth. And mostly, mostly they're living down here, and you know sometimes they'll they'll live oh. up there. So they put all their trip money to do that. Well, last weekend they invited Tori to go on a a Duffy boat, and what's you know, a Duffy boat? It's sort of like um, like a little like a little motorized golf cart that goes around the harbor. Okay, a Duffy boat goes um, around. So is that the boat that goes between Balboa and Newport? Uh, no, I mean you can just you can just rent it, right? Like you can. Oh, okay, it's your own boat. Okay. Yeah, you, I mean it's like it's basically a golf cart on water. So so anyway, Ooh. long story short, to to say you know they're taking quarantining very seriously because they don't want to see anybody outside of their little bubble. And so what I'm what I'm wondering is you know given that friend group and some other people that I know like. Stu, it seems to me that LA takes quarantining to another level. Like, like you're, 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 you kind of been in your little bubble, right? Like, like what have you been up to? You're, you're in Orange County. Right. Right. You guys are so far Orange apart. Ca- <laughs> to, to, to LA, Orange County is like Florida. Exactly. Like you're, it's like driving it's to like, Phoenix. It's, Honestly, like, actually, like, I'm in Sacramento right now. So my wife and I... Oh, you're with your in-laws. Exactly. So my my wife is from Sacramento. So we came up, and we've been here for, like, two and a half months. We came up in July. I know, right when I came to L.A. to go say hi. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks. So Thanks. LA, it's, it's, it's apartment living. There's no way I, I would be able to afford a house in, in L.A. County, especially in these times. So we came up to Sacramento just to have some more space. There's a backyard. There's, we got a pool back here and it's a neighborhood that is very walkable. So it's a wide, wide streets. Whereas in LA, we were walking through this, we were walking in the middle of the street with masks on. But yes, I, I did go home for about a week and a half, maybe three weeks ago. And I noticed that everybody mm. was wearing masks compared compared to uh, what they were doing back in March, April, May, June to July. 
Not so many. You know, Sarah and I were always wearing masks, walking around. We stayed to ourselves. We didn't see anybody. We, my sister lived walking distance and we would go walk up there and with our masks on, go stand in the backyard or just in the front yard to see my nephew and nieces and all of that. And yeah. And then we've been here and we would go on neighborhood walks. Uh, we, we would take like field trips because in Northern California, you have access to a, to a little bit more nature up here. Wait, where are you right now, Stu? Sacramento. Sacramento. And how long have you been up there? Since July. You're not listening very well, Coulter. <laughs> that is a problem, Coulter. I have to discuss with you. Don't listen very well. Th- this is a point of this is a point of clarification. I heard it. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> We've been here since the first. Is that his? Yeah. Um. One happy family. You know. I mean, look, it, it is what it is. Every, every day is different. And for me and my business, my my business went from in March, I was l- about to double the amount of clients that I, I was going to have on, on my portfolio. So I was going to go from yep. two clients from the tour operator in Kokomo to four clients, another hotel and another tour operator somewhere else in the world. And all of that just went down to zero. And so that kind of got me thinking of, you know, what what's the world going to look like after this, where the trends are heading. And uh, so that's why I kind of have this domestic idea that I want to do. I'll totally talk to you about that. I agree with you. I think there's a, there is a need to show people. I find this every day. There's a need to show people what they don't know. So like when I look at Fiji, Fiji was a product that I really didn't sell for 24 years. I sold a couple in the last two. And then in the last six months, I've sold 12 right? Because I didn't know. And I try to take my families that will go to Maui, 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 Maui. And don't get me wrong. I do love Hawaii, but it's America, right? So it's American people. I run into people I know when I go and it's expensive. And I'm like, go a couple more hours and have a whole new world, Mm -hmm. you know? And so trying to get people to see something that they might not know. I have a real passion for South Africa and that's the same thing. People get overwhelmed by the flight and I'm like, you don't understand. It changed my life. That's it. You know, it's a life changing experience. And so, yeah, so I think I'm excited about that. I can't wait to really discuss that with you. I think that's exciting. And I'm really glad that we kept in touch. I'm really excited about, I mean, I joke about the, the fish. One of the things that you did give me on Mother's Day was an Instagram account called My Wife Hates Fish. Funniest <laughs> Instagram account. And he gave it to me on Mother's Day. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you. This is gold. Because it's somebody who gets all the things that my husband will be like, he'll text me. He did yesterday. I sent it to Stu. He texts me something like, hey, look. And I'm always like, I don't get it. Or like, it does nothing for me. And he'll be like, it's so different than the last five shows that sounded exactly the same. He'll be like, tonight's going to be a good one. Because during the summer, Fish did Dinner and Fish on Tuesday. So they were doing once a week Dinner and a Movie because they have a song called Dinner and a Movie. I did not know that, by the way. Yeah. So now they're now they're changing. They've changed it to once a month versus every week. And it was cool. They did do a donation. We always gave money. They had a comp, they had a place they donated to. And so what we would do is we'd text Stu and go, "Hey, Dan says tonight's different. <laughs> tonight's at you know Alpine Valley, which is where I saw the Grateful Dead, and I learned how to ski in you know Wisconsin. And Dan, I'm like, it's, I'm always like, it's the same show as last week." 
I mean, really, it's like the only one that was different was when they talked. That was their old stuff. Dan's like when they would sit there and tell these old stupid stories. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to watch that one again. I'm good without that. But like, sing it to me, Santos. I can do that one. So, so Stu, Stu, uh, do you have like a do you have like a travel folly that's happened to you or somebody you know? You know, like folly. What's a folly? Like a mishap. Like a like a oh yeah. Like a travel story that you're like, this is your go to. Like you know, one time lost my bags. Blah 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 blah. Like, do you have like something that's happened to you or happened to? you know, yeah. maybe your wife or something that you could share with us? Um, you know, I've knock on, knock on wood. I've never lost a bag before. Neither have I. I was a tour manager for small bands that thought that they were the biggest band in the world. <laughs> I one time was walking down the Laredo. streets of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I was walking down the streets of Atlantic city and, you know, I think it was like coming back from getting something to eat and walking to my hotel and like, <laughs> Maybe, maybe like half a mile from our hotel, I like look down and I'm like, ah, look at this moron that's passed out in the, in, in the gutter. It was, it was my drummer. Oh, that's awesome. He just had a good time, man. I mean, you know. Timmy. You're like, what? A, oh, Tim. So I'm like dragging him by his collar all the way back to the hotel. <laughs> oh, that would suck. That's like being yeah, yeah. times it, 10. It, the babysitter. That's, it. that's it. That's what tore uh, Yeah, it's I don't want to do that. Baby. No. For 30-year-old alcoholic. No, I love my I'm kids, but they can go bye-bye. That is tour managing. That's sad. That's sad. Because <laughs> I know we're going out. Okay, here's the deal. I got a game, and this is our first week. And so this is how the game goes. Coulter and I are against each other because, you know, I got to win. But the guest goes with one of us, so you guys can collaborate to try to win and then we'll keep a tally. So like the next guest will come with me cause you're going to go with Coulter. I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to give you a couple seconds to answer and then I will tell you if you're right or wrong and they're travel related. Okay. Okay. Question number one. Are you ready Coulter? I think so. You ready Stu? Uh, I hope so. Lock. I still can't say your Oops. name. Um, sorry. It's, I, it's cause I was Susan short and then I was Susan green. I'm very, very simple. Okay. Number one, Brrr, drum roll. Okay. Does France cover more time zones than any other country in the planet? Are we able to collaborate on this answer? Yes, you Is can talk. yes you or get, no? Yes, it's a yes or no question, and you get to collaborate, and then I will tell you when you are done. You can't collaborate for a long time or my, our listeners will go away. Can I ask Google? No, you cannot look on your computer. You cannot cheat. Cheaters. I dial a friend. No, there's, no. there's, you're dialing him. Coulter he is your is friend. friend. Coulter is my friend. Okay. I'll give you a question one more time. And you get five seconds. I would, I would say, Does I would say France not. cover more time zones than any country on the planet. Yes I mean, or no. The U S no. covers four, right? Yeah. Um, give me your answer. What do you think, Stu? I'm, I'm going to say no, it does not. I'm going to say no. And that is incorrect. Bullshit. I should get the details on it, but I didn't copy that. Okay. Okay. I'm calling bullshit. Um, Look at Russia. Russia. And- <laughs> no, I'm going to go find it right now. Okay. Uh, France time zones. I guess we have. Okay. Uh, okay. Blah, 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 blah. It has 12 standard time zones. 
Just fucking French. so you know, <laughs> fucking French. Exactly. They have to win. I probably am French. I'm actually English and British, but okay. Question number two, the Northern hemisphere, you know, up is ho- This is multiple choice <laughs> is home to how many percent of the world's population. Okay. Qu- number one is 50 to 60, 60 to 70, 70 to 80, or 80 to 90. You can talk. I'm thinking 60 to 70. Okay. That's a, that's a, that sounds reasonable. Eh, 90%. Really? Fascinating. Yes. And I'm not going to go look it up again because you have to believe me. Okay, you guys are sucking at the quiz. I rock. I got good questions. Is Russia bigger than Pluto? I'm going to say yes. All right. I'm going. We'll take we'll take Coulter's answer. Ding, 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 ding. You are correct. Okay, so we're 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 hitting we're hitting 300 right now, basically. Yeah. You can answer the rest of the questions. Okay. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, okay. I really have a really bad last question, but it's not that bad. I just think multiple choice. Sloths. So cute. So not my speed. Have you seen one before? I have. I went to Costa Rica. I saw both types. Yeah. Two and three toe. They're beautiful. I was not in a tent. I was not on a river. I was in a five-star hotel. I actually saw one while using the bathroom in a restaurant. I would shit a brick. It was was in the the rafters. I would shit a brick. (laughs) It was their pet. It was their pet, yeah. What's that movie, Zootopia? That scene where she's at the DMV? Exactly. I am the bunny. (laughs) <laughs> that is I, I can crack up just thinking about it and she's like come on come on come on and he's like oh my god it's the funniest scene ever it's my favorite okay so they get a bad rap for being lazy but how long can they hold their breath underwater I don't know if I can even do that 5 to 10 minutes 10 to 20 20 to 30 or 30 to 40. Sloths underwater. I know. <laughs> I Googled weird travel facts. It's quite interesting. 30 to 40. Ding, ding, ding. Up to 40 minutes. Of course. Wow. Uh, you know, weird. Amazingly, they can hold their breath. I can't, I can't believe that. They're mammals, right? They're mammals. I- yeah, mammals. They have what is a mammal again? Warm blood. Shut up, Mackenzie. She's still like I homeschooled my kids. Obviously, I forgot what I taught them. Okay, so you guys got two right and two wrong. I will tell you one more fun fact, and then we'll go back. Did you know that all roads lead to Rome, especially when there's a city named Rome on every continent except um, Antarctica? Interesting fact. Yeah. Yeah. And this was the other question I was going to ask, but did you know that the Great Wall of China was made out of rice, some of it? I can see that. Yeah, but like, okay, water comes and like Humpty Dumpty, like the wall falls down. Maybe that's where that song came from. I think Humpty Dumpty was supposed to, is a drug song. Me sitting on a wall and falling (laughs) over? No, it's a metaphor. Oh, oh, Mr. Smarty Pants and Eight Degrees. Okay. (laughs) We haven't said this, but... 
But <laughs> Coulter is, I said this last time, he's like an 80-year-old. He has like a bachelor's of what? Uh, business. So that's a bachelor's of science? Yeah, bachelor of science. Okay. And you have a master's of? Yeah. BS. Yeah. He is BS. He's totally BS. I'm BA. I'm a ba. I'm a ba because I'm a bachelor of associate of arts of history. And so I'm a ba. Okay. So you are a, you have a master's in what? Uh, public administration. And? Uh, MBA. Anything else? That's it for right now. Yeah. He has, he has a lot. He's a smarty pants. Right. He's my COO of my business. He gets paid huge amount of money. <laughs> big, big bug. Big goose eggs. I'm always like, you're my COO. What are you thinking? <laughs> you guys, this has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Stu, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you've been me. a wonderful guest. Oh, so I'm not the first? No, it's just Coulter and I. I was the first guest. Ah, okay. I was going to. I'm the first. You are, you are the first. You're the first guest. Oh. Well, you'll always remember your yes, first. That's, that's what I want. <laughs> yes. That's why, that's why I moved to Arizona. <laughs> Backstage Travel Podcast is hosted by Susan Green and Coulter Fleming. Editing, producing, and managing by Mackenzie Green. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Visit our Facebook page and send us your travel stories at info at backstagetravelpodcast.com. Susan and her team at Susan's Travel Services have a passion for what they do and want to get you to your dream destination. They're so dedicated to giving you the experience of a lifetime that they'll help you at no cost. To learn more, find them online at Susan's Travel services.com.